0: Hey guys, what's up? It's in bed with Eddie, with your host Eddie. It's me, Queens. I hope you slept today. I hope your day was good. Um, I'm so excited. I'm gonna spill the tea a little bit, a little bit, tiny bit. Um, but then I want to get right to my guest today. This girl is amazing. I'll do an introduction, but this girl is the most sex positive girl I've ever met. She has a very interesting story. She's an artiste and she has the cutest fiance. And so she's going to share today some relationship advice. We're going to talk about crazy sex stories and we're going to talk about what it's like being an ally in the LGBT community. And she dresses drag queens. So she's got a really interesting story. Guys, listen, take it all in and get in bed with us because we're going to delve deep in. And you're gonna feel good by the end. Hey guys, what's up? We're in bed with me, and I have a special guest with me today in my bed. This amazing girl. Her name is Krista Henderson. Yes, hello.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm so well. How are you, darling?
0: I'm good. I'm glad you're in my bed. Um. Just a side note, guys, we are drinking wine in my bed and we had this. um, I have white sheets and this isn't the first time that we're worried about (laughs) spilling shit on white sheets, but we're going to be careful. We're going to be adults. Um, And yeah, so I Krista is amazing. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about Krista. So Krista is costume designer, hair and makeup extraordinaire. She went to cosmetology school for a little bit, um, and she's also a tattoo artist, but I met her on the set of Living in the Moment, my web series, Shameless Promo, LITMwebseries.com. You can watch it. She did an amazing job. Molly, she did Molly and Tara Rose's makeup. Did it flawlessly. So you're in L.A., darling. Tell me. Tell me about what brought you here. Why are you in L.A.? In my Um, bed.
1: Obviously, I'm one of those kids who's always like, "Mm, my dream is L.A. And (laughs) as I got older, you know, you just wonder if you're actually even going to like it or anything. You hear different opinions from people who have been here, who have lived here, who visited. And when I at Columbia College, they had brought up this semester in L.A. opportunity for costume design students for TV and film. And so that's why I'm out here working with um, Deborah McGuire and Hope Hannafin. Um, they're my teachers for um semester in LA and they've been absolutely amazing. They're teaching us a lot. We're learning so much and getting to do all these field trips and projects and it's just absolutely the best experience I could have asked for. Are you loving LA so far? Yeah. Oh my god, especially the weather. Like 70 degrees here is so different from 70 degrees in Chicago because there's no wind here. Right. Or the
0: humidity. It's so dry here. It's just dry heat. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice. Well, you came at like almost the perfect time. I'm kind of jealous. I got here like in our winter time, but like it was 60 50s, like better than Chicago. I was like,
1: boo hoo. (laughs) (laughs) We're over there shivering our asses off, but the winter actually hasn't been entirely too bad. There's been very little snow.
0: Yes, that's true. I don't know anything about it because I've been here, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're in my bed. Um, And today I want you to talk a little bit about um, your intro to fashion, how you got into like fashion and costume design. And you were telling me a little bit um before about like kind of your rough past and like finding this dream of yours. So yeah. um, tell me a little bit about that since we're both artists and I love, you know, the inspirational story of how one found themselves. Absolutely.
1: So my mom noticed that I was drawing clothing. When I was eight, when I was in second grade, I wouldn't even pay attention in class. I was like, what do I need to learn for? And I would just sit there and draw clothing, all these cute outfits that I wish that I had. And so when I was nine, she bought me a sewing machine, started teaching me about like fabrics. And then, you know, I just started sewing and making things and she spent such an investment on me which I can't even appreciate the amount that I should and I still take it in and I love her so much for that for putting so much into um, my dream and then as I got older I still wanted to do fashion and then I got into school for fashion but then I started meeting people in the industry and finding out what it really took for that and I, I really loved fashion clothing fabric. But there was something about just the fashion industry that kind of pushed me away, and so I was I wasn't sure what to do because I wanted to be a part of it, but I didn't want to be a part of that world. And a lot of my teachers would always say your clothing is so costumey or too literal. But that was the point of what I wanted to do. I wanted to make it crazy and different and take it to the level that it wasn't supposed to be at, um, for like selling points or what have you. And So I took this hiatus where I just kind of gave up, you know, developed a drinking problem and just wasn't sure what to do because, you know, I had spent most of my life, that's all I knew was, was this. And then I found out about Columbia College and I said, you know, maybe it's your school. You know, let's try a good school this time. So I went and I did get inspired, but I still wasn't a fan of the fashion industry. And so then last year, one of my teachers again said your stuff is so costumey but she had an alternative she said have you heard about semester in LA I said I don't know even what that means is that a is that a thing and you know she said there was a person in our class who was doing it so she spoke about it and I I was like costume for oh my god that's a thing I just thought I didn't know what I thought I didn't even know that was an option I was like that's perfect and then last year when Avengers Civil War came out in the middle of the movie, I started tearing up, and came to this realization that of course I should be doing this. Like I'm so dumb, because no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm you know tattooing or cooking or just sitting at home for fun or even when I'm fucking sleeping, I always have either a TV series on or a movie or something because that's what I'm inspired by, is the acting, the stories, the plots, the music, the makeup. Every single decision that is made, like the shots, the angles, everything is so inspiring to me, and especially when they're based on true stories, I just, that, and the whole aspect of every part that goes into it was so inspiring, and I was like, that's what I need to be doing, and that's when I decided, like, you need to do the semester in LA, and Then my teachers and I like made it happen, you know, that's when I really started buckling down even more trying to perfect that portfolio, you know, girl, like trying to get it in. Mm -hmm. And and then we were able to make it happen. Worked
0: on the web series, add that to your portfolio. Yes. No, it was so much fun working with you. You are just phenomenally talented and phenomenally um, artistic and, you know, it just shows like I didn't really know you did tattoos until she texted me the other day and she was like, I got my tattoo kit now. Like anyone need tattoos? I'm like, wait, you do tattoos. But then I remembered you do tattoos too. So like, I don't know. I want to know a little bit about that. Like what, what is the process of like becoming a tattoo artist or like learning to like shadow someone that does tattoo? Like I'm so curious.
1: Yeah. The best way to go about it is an apprenticeship. However, the issue with that especially when you're in a big city such as Chicago Chicago or Los Angeles is that it's so hard to take people seriously especially after all the shows come out um because every like everyone wants to be a tattoo artist but you don't realize how much goes into it you need to draw and practice so many hours of the day and how I came about it I'm still not at the level that I should be by any means I'm not professional by any means which sounds really terrible um But how I started, I was 17 and I couldn't afford tattoos to save my life. So I was like, what's the best kind of ink? I did some research and I was like, oh, okay. So I picked up some Indian ink. I got some sewing needles and I just started. And so I have like these stick and pokes, you know, that I started working on. And then for my birthday, I don't remember how old I was. I think I was like 22. I was dating someone who got me this entire kit. And I started just practicing and practicing. And then I've done everything on me like this does it hurt it doesn't feel good but when you when you want it to look so nice you're so focused on what you want it to look like that the pain doesn't even matter
0: kids don't try it at home do not try. do not try it at home um very about, unsafe you can draw on paper and then yeah. you know call people up if you want. or
1: like you know you can use pen on your skin just don't don't stick in phone. <laughs> advice from someone that
0: did it don't do it <laughs> I found out after Kristo um was working on my web series that she worked at was it a sex shop or was it um
1: we it would get confused for a sex shop and you don't all have to say time. you don't have to say the name um but it's not a sex shop it's um intimate it's, what what's the name of it it's see because online I don't know how it comes up when you type it in because it is a s- store. Um, more catered towards drag queens for their makeup and costumes, but it's also a thrift store in the basement. Uh, But we also, we get confused for a sex shop a lot because they sell like a lot of cock rings and we sell a lot of like exterior, like your wear for like fun, you know, adventurous sex.
0: So I found this out because I was back in Chicago and I was wanting to hang out with you and I was like, Oh, let's hang out. She's like, I'm at this party. Come to find out that it's a drag competition show And that you're doing the makeup and, like, making these queens fabulous. And so I really want to know what – I guess, you know, you do costuming, so it makes sense, but, like, the whole thing I want to know, how do you, you know, make these drag queens fabulous? Because I know, like, you start from really – like, you're a person that I hear and I've experienced this, that you make people feel good from the inside out and obviously you're making people – Beautiful on the, on the outside as well. But tell me a little bit about how you got involved in the drag community and, like, a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. So once I moved out to Chicago, a majority of my friends are the LGBT community, more so gay men than anything. And a lot of them have experimented with the thought of being of doing drag or being drag queens or just trying it out, you know, just questioning if it's something for them. And then once I started working at, that's when I really got introduced to it because you just meet so many queens, like including, you know, like kimchi shops there and Naima Smalls and like, you know, these Chicago based queens that are so wonderful. And it's just so great because they always have a vision of what they want to do or what they want to look like or what their aesthetic is. And what our job is, is to bring that to life, to assist them with like, okay, so this is what you're looking for. Here's what we have. Or if you don't have what you need, here's how we can make it or make it work on your budget. Because they make shit look so fabulous and they are spending so little because they are just like regular people. They have regular like jobs that suck. You know what I mean? Some of them have like wonderful jobs. Don't get me wrong. But when you're making things work on such, you have to get so creative you know like spray painting things to make them look like something else and also doing that as well is kind of like it really sparked my interest and like oh my god you can really make things look really fancy like when we in one of our school trips we visited fox studios and we saw all this armor that looks like sheer like pure metal on screen but it's just plastic and it's amazing and i'm just like oh my god are you kidding That's fabulous and to be able to bring that to life for people is wonderful because it's all their idea but they come to you to help create it and to help them feel fabulous and wonderful and to bring their vision to life and to be able to assist someone in that is awesome and then to be able to see them like thrive on stage or you know you see their photos and it's just amazing. It's the best feeling ever. They're just they're so wonderful to work with too because they're so appreciative like, if I were to be in the fashion world and I were to custom design a gown for, like, a female, they are not as appreciative as a drag queen is because it is more to work with, and it's it's just a completely different experience. You know, they just love it. They just, there's something about their energy. It's so wonderful.
0: It was amazing to see. I had never been to, like, a drag competition before. I mean, I've, like, been to, like, You know, shows at bars, but it was just like an amazing experience. And, you know, we, um, you are an ally to so many, you know, LGBT people, including me. So tell me a little bit about like what it means to you to be an ally, especially since it's Pride Month. You Mm -hmm. know, um, this may not be released during Pride Month, most likely will, but even if not, we can celebrate Pride year round. Um, but tell me a little bit about like, what it means to you to be an ally so
1: like I said most of my friends are of the LGBT community and I just really want to open the minds to people who are still kind of closed off to the idea who treat it as you know we discussed earlier that like it's a disease of some sort which it's not you know and to be a part of it means so much because I mean I feel like everyone goes through a phase at some point where they question you know which is fine I questioned it. I've I've never had a relationship with women um, cuz I can't stand them. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I couldn't I couldn't be in a relationship with them. Um not actually because I can't stand them, but just because that's just not how I work. Um I've slept with women, but I cannot have an actual relationship. Sexual fine, but like legitimate, like emotional mental and physical like all together no it doesn't work and what I love too is that my fiance actually his ex before we started dating is a man so he gets it too and that's what I love is like we had this combined like just alliance like for like it's like you have two straight people who are just so for it and I love it and last year at pride I saw these people who brought their baby to pride and that meant like I just wanted to cry I thought that was wonderful you know because you know there are people like Lady Gaga who really made a difference in the community, and there's I just think it's so great. I feel like we still need more. People are still learning and trying to progress, and there's still people who are trying to grasp the idea of it. But there are still children who are still questioning it. Who they need you know, support they and knowledge. They need, yeah, you know, people that are
0: out and proud to say. This is your everyday person. You know, we're yeah. just like you. We're everyone else. You know, we all are people and we exist and there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I still feel like there's
1: more, um, even even straight people, I think, should still be involved. And people who are straight and who support them, I think, should be more vocal about it. So they don't feel like, well, if you're not LGBT, I'm not comfortable talking with you about it, which isn't always the case by any means. Um, but I just feel like not enough uh, straight people kind of come forward about it. I mean there's always like those mostly like straight white girls who are like oh my god you're gay let's be best friends but it's not about that it's not about having a gay friend which I do hear a lot of people back home in Michigan say like oh I wish I had a gay best friend I wish I knew someone gay and it's like well but like why is it just because you saw it in the media that you th- like it's trending to you and you think like it's trendy it's so much deeper than that exactly you know,
0: it's about standing up for people and you know it's amazing I mean I feel like when I um, stayed with Krista and her fiance they took me in like their little baby son or something it's so cute I loved it they were like do you need water do you need something here? do you want to have shots with us <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we argue and the next morning you said I want to come in there like your little baby and stop fighting <laughs> yeah they were
0: like arguing and I was like
1: no mom no dad
0: don't <laughs> relationships 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 sometimes they suck literally literally and figuratively but not today i feel like you and i are on the same wavelength now on this podcast i talk about everything um with people you know from like hooking up to you know dating apps and whatever and there's all forms of like dating but i want to specifically talk about relationships because i've never seen a more pure organic relationship than you and Dustin, your fiance, Aww. they it's just like inspirational. Like, honestly guys, like I looked at their relationship and I was like, want just like when they talked about like wedding plans to, you know, things they wanted to do in their life. And, and before up until this point, actually um I think I can say on the podcast now that people know that her parents didn't know. For the longest time that she was engaged and she, like she wanted to tell them and they were so cute about it. They're like, Oh my god, we can't wait to tell them. Like, we're gonna need to make this big announcement, and like looking forward to the wedding sometime, you know, in the future. Who needs a date right now? Just relax and enjoy it. Um, but we were talking about relationships, and I I kinda wanna pick your brain about relationship tips and um because we need that relationship inspiration. <laughs>
1: So when we met, it was in the most unfortunate place possible. Um, No one out here is going to know it's called Topper's Pizza, um, you know, in Chicago. And we both worked there. Um, But when we met, when we first started hanging out, it was because he came up to me and he said, I heard you do tattoos. And I said, I heard you need tattoos. And then that's when he took down my number. And then one day, we just started hanging out. We hung out for four days straight. But the first night, he didn't stay the night um, because it was just late and we were drunk. And I didn't offer him to stay in my bed. I just said, you could stay the night. Like, I have, like, dry clothes if you want because I think he had come from the beach or something. And he said no. And he said he said no because he was attracted to me. And he knew that if he stayed over, he was going to end up sleeping with me. And he's like, I respect you more than that. And. We did end up sleeping together within that four days, like, later. It happens. It happens. <laughs> but um, <laughs> while we were drunk throughout those four days, he was like, is this a thing? And at first, I, was, I wasn't about it. And I was like, I'm just not trying to be in a relationship. But then all of a sudden, I was like, there was something about him. I was like, this is – there's something. And so when we were drunk, he was like, well, think about something you want to do for our first date. And so later, I was like, do you want to do something stupid? I was like, what? I was like, you want to get married? Just like stupid. I wasn't expecting like anything positive to come from that. And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait. Okay, well, I said I'm going to do it. So we're going to do this. And then in the middle of planning, like we were sitting in bed just planning one day. And he was just acting really weird. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like this is where it becomes too much. He's acting weird. Like that's fine. I asked him what was wrong. He's like, I'm going to go have a cigarette. I wrote it in my notebook. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Fuck. (laughs) And then he was gone, and I opened it up, and it said, I love you with an exclamation point. And I thought Ah! that was so cute. And, um, but then when the wedding got closer and closer, you know, he had been single for like five years before. And so it was getting to be a lot taken, you know, within just like a couple months. And then we took a break, and then he, um, he started messaging me when I was on set one day and, you know, he was like, can we talk? Like, I I want you back this whole thing. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> And so we talked, um, that night and everything has just been amazing ever since, you know? And then, You know, we got pregnant and then that, you know, ended up not working out, you know, the miscarriage and everything. And going through that together just made us realize how much of how much we want a family together and how much we love each other and care. So that was like an experience, like even though it's not the best, especially because graduation was literally a week to the day after that. But going through all of that and then graduation and then him meeting my family, you know, all within like. A week of each other. Yeah. You know, when you go through things, it's, um, it really, it strains your relationship, but it also helps it grow. Like, it was me, him, living with three other guys in a one-bedroom apartment and three dogs. And it was insane. And it strains you. But when you can get through stuff like that, if you guys communicate with each other, you can get, oh my God, like, communication is key. Yes. For absolutely anything. Whether it's, like, your fears, your wants, your desires, or things that piss you off, you know? Not holding we were talking
0: about this and i think some of the basics we kind of realized is you and i are very we jump all in if it feels right go with it and Mm -hmm. i think you know in my book um, a guidebook to selfie love in the relationship section i kind of talked about that and in general is like if just something like feels right you know go with it and be honest about it and be open about it and like we were even talking you know down the line like you know you guys shared your insecurities with each other and things that were bothering and i was telling you you know i'm newly in a relationship um, and i'm so grateful for him and everything that you know it's it's only recently but like when we were getting to talking it sounded like we were on the same page yeah. our relationship's yeah. were so that's exciting i think what we kind of figured out at least for us and i don't and you know it's fine that not everyone is on you know yeah. the same wavelength but i think at the end of the day I would. I mean, like, I don't think everyone may not agree with us about how. You Absolutely,
1: some a lot of people would say that both it, of our relationships started way too soon. We did everything too soon, which on a regular, like, with regular people, I don't want to say regular people, but in normal circumstances, it would. But in others, you just know.
0: You just know, and so you know. Share that. I guess advice would be. Be open and honest and, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and bad days, but it's really about do you stick together and like are, you can agree to disagree at times, like kind of give me some advice Absolutely. for that, um, like the sticking together because I know you have gone through some difficult times. So give me some advice for that.
1: Yeah, sticking together, definitely. It's almost like you have to see everything as a team effort. Like when we take care of the house or the dogs or making money, whatever it is, we stick together on everything. It's almost like you, instead of you being against the world, it's both of you against the world or instead of you versus each other trying to do whatever you need to do, don't overstep each other. Just consult each other with, especially if you live together and you're trying to make it work and go forward and take the next step. When you consult each other about everything, you're more likely to be on the same page Instead of just like, oh, like, I'm not going to consult them. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter what they think. No, it does matter what they think. And even you showing your appreciation, even if they don't care, like during wedding planning, Dustin always told me, he's like, you take care of it. And like, I just don't care. He's like, I just want to take care of like what I'll wear and like maybe like my groomsmen. That's it. But that's not true because when I started telling him about things, just consulting him, you know, he was like, well, I don't want to do that or I don't think that's okay. Or, you know what I mean? And He was like, well, what if we did this or whatever? And so sometimes they actually do care. They do appreciate the fact that you even asked, even though they may not, you know, and it's not just wedding stuff, just anything in general. You know, when it comes to the dogs, when it comes to anything, like we kept talking about how we were going to raise our kids, everything. Yeah. I think that's a thing
0: too that I, I'm very upfront with things that I like, and I'm open to compromise, but I am who I am as a person. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is you kind of got to go through that like find yourself phase first. Absolutely. And I think what's nice about it is once you, you know, you don't even have to go all the way through that. But when you have a starting point of like, of okay, I think I have an idea of who I am. I am who I am. So I can't change certain things about me. I have to accept. You know, maybe I have depression. Maybe I have anxiety. But knowing that and knowing who you are and communicating that to the person, I guess not like right away, but kind of, you know, mm-hmm. as it comes about, like, hey, this really bothered me because I have anxiety yeah, and like exactly. talking about things because I think end of the day, I think we, we came to this conclusion a little bit ago that um, a lot of relationships people just hold things in that bothers them. And like, you know, end of the day, it's either meant to be or it's not. But if you're all in either, the person's going to accept it for who, you know, accept you for who you are and, and take the problem for what it is and say, okay, we're going to, we are going to work through this Mm -hmm. or it's not going to work. And then you, you know, you're not wasting time and maybe you find the person that you're supposed to be with out there. But I think like a lot of people our age just focus on, I think crafting this perfect relationship like the Instagram white picket fence
1: yeah. relationship
0: of like I want my relationship to look a certain way I want the person to be a certain way or a good thing that I stopped doing and I learned and I mean you learn through you know experience Is I used to have this checklist of like what I wanted oh, and people, no. and I was like oh does he have this oh does he have this but like my current boyfriend is nothing if I look back at where I was at that point when I did this checklist thing, he would not fall into the category of a guy I would even go up and talk to. Yeah. So other like, than
1: the whole being gay thing, your boyfriend is more my type than yours. Yeah. Like in an, like past relationship Yeah. Wise.
0: So like I think the idea of like throwing away those pre, you know, determined judgments of what you want and throwing away past hurt. Yeah. past baggage. I mean, that's so funny. This like goes full circle into like what my web series was about. It was about the ambiguity of relationships of like not really knowing what you want, um but the past affecting the current mm-hmm. or what could be because we focus a little bit too much on maybe you know, what's one person did, but it's more about living in the moment, you know, literally. literally and, um, and being open, honest. And if it feels right, just go for it.
1: Yeah. Who but cares? Yeah. If you how- look at the media and everything, if you, especially like the Instagram photos, memes, whatever, you know, it always shows like relationship goals and it has like this photo and it takes the realism out of it. Like everyone fights. It's just how it is. We argue, we go through things in a successful relationship, there are sacrifices and compromises, you know, and it's just talking with your significant other about what those sacrifices, compromises are, what you're willing to do, what they're willing to do. It's all give and take. You know, it's not one person gives completely, one person takes completely. It's a, like I was saying, a team effort. If you go in everything as a team, it works so much better. Like
0: moreover, I want to give, you know, a general advice to everyone out there that are looking for relationships don't look for a relationship
1: yeah that's how i found Dustin. i was that was the last thing i wanted yeah you know we
0: both in these i think we weren't we were talking we did not look for these relationships i tried just so hard they just happened and i know that's a tough pill to swallow when you're lonely and you want someone but trust me you're gonna stumble upon that person at the mall at the pier when you don't have any makeup on whatever Mm -hmm. like it's gonna when you look you're worse and you know what like it's amazing because that person isn't just there for some you know crazy reason of looks or money or whatever i've been told by someone that is crazy that was on my podcast um already um that you have a some crazy, wild sex stories. And it
1: was Lazar, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: it was. <laughs> so I want you to share. Just give us some safe, consensual, fun, crazy sex stories that sure. like, you know. Of course. That maybe the viewers can Google or...
1: I Google. We I didn't know. videotape <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know oh, if I want to share have. this just so they can hear your crazy stories or maybe inspire some ideas but either way we are sex positive on this podcast we
1: are a hundred thousand percent and I
0: have not met anyone more sex positive than you by the way guys side story she is the first girl I've kissed in my adult life
1: and she doesn't even remember it you don't remember it do you no no i don't even know if i have the
0: video anymore i was
1: gonna say i thought it was videotaped it was because i vide- think there was I... like a three a tri kiss i don't remember if that was with no, you or lazar was, and
0: mm-mm. those were two other people
1: oh that was <laughs> with everyone else on set oh. <laughs> okay so
0: tell me tell me some okay crazy well stories. the first
1: the first time we did was like i said when we were drunk and this is one of my favorites because we he had training in wrestling and i used to train in mma very short time but so i had two pairs of mma gloves and so we just drunkenly put them on and started wrestling and everything and chasing each other throughout my apartment and then just wrestling turned into sex and that's all i remember from that but <laughs> the, for this past christmas i was like it'd be fun to celebrate hanukkah even though i'm really terrible at remembering hanukkah's 8 days But instead of eight days of just presents, I did eight days of naughty presents. Oh. So I got like, I got him like two different cock rings. I got him this whip that Beadnik sells. It's like called a tickle and spank. So it's like a paddle on one side and then it's feathers on the other and like feathers across your body. You'd be surprised at how invigorating it is.
0: Oh, I've gone to sex shops. Here's another thing, guys. Like it seems really scary and like from the outside, but. People are really nice on the. They're so and nice, very and insightful. They're so informative. They're mm. so
1: sweet, and you can tell them like at what stage that you are at, what you're comfortable with, and they are so willing to work with you. And it's so funny because I had talked with one of my really close friends. One of the first, she's actually the first person I ever did a stick and poke on that wasn't myself. And she works at a sex shop. She's actually touring around uh, Europe right now at different sex shops in the red light district over there, and she brought me. She brought me a gift and it was this glass butt plug. And it's so big. And she was like, I remember you telling me that you guys were talking about this. And I told her, I was like, he drunkenly told me that his past relationship was with a man. (laughs) Like, we're not. (laughs) She like, she mistook it. But I loved it. I loved the fact that she thought of us. And I was like, maybe I'll just keep it to the side just in case. Who knows? Keep an open mind, right? Keep an open mind. My favorite one. Okay. My absolute favorite one. Have you seen American Horror Story Hotel? Yeah. Gaga. So, you know when um, they are, as a couple, fucking another couple in blood? (gasps) We didn't fuck another couple because we're both entirely too jealous and we would probably end up in jail and murdering each other (laughs) and the other couple or anything. (laughs) However, um, this is when I had blue hair as well. And we... I had this gallon of fake blood that I bought. So, we got in the shower and just started pouring this fake blood all over us and it ended up turning like the part of my hair that wasn't blue pink so I had this cotton candy hair. But it was so... It was really fun, you know, because we were in the shower because, like, that gets sticky because I, I wasn't about to buy tarp and everything because I'd have to tarp the entire room. and We have dogs, and they were going to get in on it. Not in on it, but, like, you know, <laughs> they, they, they would have gotten in the blood, you know, at, like, afterward when we we're trying to clean up and stuff. And so we were like, let's just do this in the shower. And, you know, it came off pretty easily. Not really because he still had it, like, on his nipples for, like, two weeks and in his ears and everything.
0: Guys, if you need ideas, Halloween's coming up. So, um buy some fake blood take your significant other in the bathtub and you know get messy my favorite is um so my boyfriend joked about um you're so delicious i'd eat whipped cream off you right now and i'm like i've been waiting for you to say that i go to the fridge pull out my can of whipped cream and i'm like oh now you have to do it so i put (laughs) whipped cream all over myself from here all the yes. way down, and I made him eat that off of me. Yes, <laughs> and then he was like, "This is so gross. Why uh. did I?" He was like, "It's so sticky now. I can't do anything." It does get very sticky, and I'm gonna end with advice, advice, advice. So, I do this segment on my show where, um, what's the best advice you've given that you're gonna give to my or that you've been given that you're gonna give to my audience?
1: Oh, what a fabulous question. Um, All right. I think the best thing is because I'm so impulsive with my reactions to everything is that you can't control how others feel and what they say. You can't control how you feel, but you can control how you act.
0: And guys, if you want more relationship or any kind of advice, you know, I did write a book, um, a guidebook to Selfie Love. You can get it at SelfieLoveBook.com. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, don't forget to support the show. I have a Patreon, patreon.com Eddie Smith. We'd really appreciate if you donate. I also have a PayPal donate link on the website, In Bed With Eddie, uh, where you can find all kind of fun videos and social media stuff, In Bed With Eddie. Don't forget to tweet me at Eddie Oliver S. Let me know who should come in my bed next. <laughs> Slay queens! Thanks yes. for listening. Peace, love, love and positivity.
1: And positivity.